Okay, hello and welcome back to Cinema at First Sight. We are up to episode four, God Time Flies, the weekly grind. Am I right? Probably not. This probably feels like it's been going on for your entire life and I'm so sorry, but I'm back. If you're new here, the premise of this whole podcast is that I will judge every movie or TV show I watch, either by the pilot episode or by the first half of the movie, and make assumptions about what's going to happen in the rest of it, because that's a concept I came up with on a whim and I feel like it's too late to back out now. So I'm just going to go with it. Today's topic of conversation and review is Sia's directorial debut entitled Music. It stars Kate Hudson and Leslie Odom Jr. and Maddie Ziegler from Dance Moms. And I have to say, I honestly did not walk into this movie planning to review it, but um, boy did I walk out of this movie. I had such a visceral, spoiler alert, adverse reaction to this offensive, offensive film. I think calling it a film is too generous, but because I had such a big reaction to it, I knew that I had to dedicate a podcast to it. Also, I think I honestly just wanted an excuse to leave the cinema halfway through because, oh my god, is it bad. And when I say bad, I mean, yes, the movie is of a poor quality, but also bad in that, like, how was it allowed to be written, produced, and shown in this day and age? So I guess let's dive in. First question, is this a rewatch or is this a first time watch? This is definitely a first time watch and an only time watch. I wish it could be a no time watch. I wish I could take it back. But unfortunately, I wasted 45 minutes of my life that I would have rather spent doing literally anything else. So I guess I'll dive in with some basic plot points. I'm not going to go into too much detail because honestly, I've been trying to block it out. But it centers around a young girl named Music, because yes, apparently that is an actual name, who is on the autism spectrum and played by Maddie Ziegler from the reality TV show Dance Moms. Already you may be clocking that things aren't adding up. So Music lives with her grandmother and has a very set-in-stone routine which involves beginning the day with eggs and going on a walk around the block while listening to, you guessed it, music, and interacting with exactly the same people. Except one day her grandma dies, which means that her estranged recovering drug addict and alcoholic sister Zoo, short for Kazoo, I wish I was kidding, played by Kate Hudson, is forced to re-enter the picture and take care of Music. She, however, doesn't have to take on this responsibility alone because she has help from their super nice, albeit nosy neighbor, played by Leslie Odom Jr. And he comes in and basically takes care of music while Kate Hudson watches and tries to flirt with him and also in her free time deals drugs so that she can earn enough money to leave, give music her sister away to some sort of hospital and then run away to a tropical island. I don't know either. God, this movie's terrible. The movie's also randomly littered with elaborate and super colourful musical interludes, which are apparently music's inner fantasies. An idiot may mistake these for like a really deep and cinematically interesting depiction of how music really sees the world, but um, any semi-switched on viewer will clock this immediately as a bunch of self-indulgent time fillers designed to promo Sia's album, which is conveniently dropping internationally at the same time as this movie. We love some super, super offensive cross-promotion. 
I'm pretty sure the halfway point was during one of these pointless numbers, but to be completely honest, I have no idea because as soon as I saw that 45 minutes had passed, I got out of the cinema as soon as possible. I literally sprinted out. Luckily, I was the only person there because thankfully no one wants to see this movie, as they should not. Great, now we're up to the next question, which is going to be a short one. What is my favorite moment or the most exciting moment or the most pivotal moment? My favorite moment, as you may be able to guess, was the halfway point when I was able to exit the cinema. However, I guess the most pivotal moment from a cinematic perspective so far is music's grandma dying, which is at the very beginning. So I guess that says a lot about the storytelling. But to be honest, it's the only thing that happens in the movie that seems to try and move the plot forward because everything else is just a blur of heinous offensiveness and political incorrectness. Now we're up to a question that I have a lot of opinions about. What are my least favorite moments or what moments are least exciting or least pivotal? You know, it's hard to pick just one. The first thing that got me hating the film with a fiery passion was when it began with a completely over-the-top physical depiction of how I guess Sia imagines people with autism to act. Maddie Ziegler comes out with the most over-the-top performance I've ever seen. Think exaggerated movements, incomprehensible speech, literally just the embodiment of stereotype and stigma and just the most offensive depiction you could think of ever. And then some other things I hate are honestly all of the fantasy musical interludes. They are admittedly very well shot and the costume and props department absolutely popped off because the colours and the style are absolutely stunning. That is the only thing I will give this movie. It looks like the best Sia music video you've ever seen in your life. But they're all so cringy and so uncomfortable. Maddie's performance and depiction of autism throughout the music video-esque interludes, even though they are music's fictional inner world, her performance continues to be exaggerated and over the top. Like, for anyone who's seen Dance Moms, you know that her facial expressions in those dances are bad enough, but imagine one week Abby Lee gives Maddie offensively overblown developmental disorder as her solo theme, and then her interpretation of that is blown up on a movie screen for an hour and a half. This whole thing just feels like a parody movie, but apparently it's not. God. The fact that it was able to be released in 2021 is shocking. But anyway, moving on to <laughs> the next question, which is who are my favorite characters? Again, this will be a short one. Absolutely no one. No, okay, I guess if I'm trying to take this seriously, probably the helpful neighbor whose name I have completely forgot, but who is played by Leslie Odom Jr. I mean, he seems pretty harmless and just wants to help out as much as he can. And I do love Leslie Odom Jr., Broadway alum, because he deserves so much better than this movie. His performance is fine. He's doing what he can, but so far he hasn't sung once, which is a massive waste of his talent. Like, if you're going to have random musical interludes, at least use a Tony Award winner when you have one. And also his character, apart from exhibiting admirable qualities, hasn't really been given anything nuanced or interesting to do. I guess another one of my favorite characters would be the grandmother who, yes, is only in it very briefly, but she seems like a compassionate and hardworking queen. And also she'd rather die than be a part of this movie any longer than necessary. And that is a choice that I respect and second 100%. Sadly, I can't even say that music is one of my favorite characters. Like, taking the horrendous performance aside, she just isn't really a character. 
Like, taking the awful, horrendous, offensive, and frankly mocking betrayal out of the equation, the character herself just does nothing. So far, there has been absolutely no character development and also no insight into her interests or thoughts or feelings or literally anything, because I'm sorry, but the CR music videos shoved in between each scene are not that. They are just showy promotions for her new album. Music, the character, is just being used as a prop to, I guess, attempt to give Kate Hudson's character Zoo some humanity down the track? I don't know, but it's so not working. Which is in keeping with everything else in the film, so I guess it's on brand. Speaking of Kate Hudson's character, the next question that I have for myself is who are my least favourite characters? You guessed it, Zoo. She's so selfish and annoying and definitely not someone you can remotely root for. I don't care what she does for the rest of this movie, I will never be on her side. I guess Kate Hudson doesn't do a bad job at playing her. In fact, I guess she actually does a pretty good job, but I just hate the character. And even though I really like Kate Hudson, the fact that she's in this movie honestly kind of makes me like her a little less, which I feel bad about, but I can't help. And another one of my least favourite characters is Sia. Like, how and why did you make this movie? What compelled Sia to tell a story she knows nothing about and has absolutely no connection to? And how did anyone allow her to do it so poorly and insensitively? I am actually genuinely baffled. Moving right along to storylines that I think will slash should be expanded upon or what I want more or less of. Storylines I think should be expanded upon, absolutely none. But storylines I think probably will be expanded upon. I think that Kate Hudson is ultimately going to stay and abandon her island getaway plans and that her and Leslie Odom Jr. are probably going to get together. Basically, Kate Hudson's character is going to mature and try and rise to the challenge of taking care of her sister and also get sober all within a neatly packaged 45 minute period. This isn't even a part of the question, but what I definitely don't think there will be more of is character development from music. I mean, having someone who doesn't have autism, namely having Maddie Ziegler portray someone on the autistic spectrum is one thing, but having them do this horribly, and then also not even respect the character enough to make the movie about them or give them anything deep or interesting or nuanced to do is crazy. The wild, out of context, and frankly random musical numbers that play out in music's head and keep interrupting the story do not compensate for a lack of emotional depth. I am fuming. I am raging alone in my room right now. I need to calm down. I need to take a sedative. Ah, uh, and now we've got to a great question. Most problematic moments. I have in brackets, if applicable, goddamn, is it applicable? Every single moment in this film, I'm not even kidding, I'm not exaggerating remotely. Obviously the biggest problematic element is music and the fact that a neurodivergent character is being played by a neurotypical person. Not actor, person. I am not going to blame Maddie Ziegler for this because apparently she was 14 when this movie was shot and the depiction of a serious developmental disorder should not squarely fall on the shoulders of any 14 year old. I don't care that this movie was made three years ago. The fact that someone who does not have autism is depicting someone who does, and does to a very debilitating degree, is not okay. And secondly, the fact that that person isn't even an actor, but is instead a dancer from a reality TV show is absolutely not a good or okay choice. Again, who allowed this? I'm not even being funny. I am actually genuinely asking who allowed this. Like, give me their name and I want the opportunity to go and interview them in depth and understand their decision-making process. Or what they thought the reaction to this would be. Like, who would receive this well? What was anyone thinking? Sure, Sia had creative control, but what studio executive gave any of this the green light? 
What? Sounding board said Sia. This is perfection. The world needs to see Maddie be an absolute character of disability for 90 minutes. Or thank god in my case only 45. So what category of viewing is this? Between trash, treasure, or guilty pleasure? It's trash. It's absolute trash. Have I seen movies that are technically worse than this one? Sure. After. The Kissing Booth. Almost every Adam Sandler movie that's ever been made. But have I seen movies more tone-deaf and politically incorrect and yeah just flat out offensive not many this is pretty up there and that's saying something because there are a whole world of movies to choose from and this movie from 2021 is really edging towards the top so in terms of viewing style okay who i would watch it with where i would watch it and who i would not watch it with ideally I would watch it with no one, ever, under any circumstance, but if I had to watch it, I guess in a room full of highly academic, very evolved individuals who could sit with and dissect the film, scene by scene, politically incorrect physical tick by politically incorrect physical tick, and just completely roast its never-ending problems. That is the only way I would ever watch this again. And the least ideal viewing circumstance, apart from any viewing circumstance, I would say is having to sit through this movie with anyone who can get to the end of it and say, that was such a sweet film. Literally just cut them out of your life immediately. And will I keep going with the rest of the movie? God, no, absolutely not. Not even out of morbid curiosity. I would do that with a lot of films, but not this one. Because apart from it being just a flat out insult to, frankly, society as a whole, I also just don't care what happens to any of the characters. What happens next, I'm not interested, and I will never find out. So, my rating out of five, my instinct is a zero, but I'm gonna deviate from that and I'm gonna give it a 0.5 out of five, purely just because a film was made. Sia created a movie, so kudos. An independent woman dared to stray from what she's known for and delve into a new creative endeavor, which is commendable except for the fact that it's not and that this movie is insensitive and unwatchable. Oh my god. I don't even know how long this has been going for. I really don't think it has been long because I've just been ranting super, super quickly because I'm fueled by an intense, intense rage. This is serious. I'm gonna check my Fitbit right now and see what my heart rate is. Hold up. My heart rate is currently at 113 and all I'm doing is sitting here yelling. I need to chill out. I need to leave. Thank you for listening to this episode. I mean, I guess it's about time that we heard a negative review, and this definitely was that. So thank you for tuning in. If you see this movie being advertised and think, maybe I should pop along to that, do yourself a favor and don't. Listen to Chandelier on repeat if you're craving some Sia. And that is all I have for you. Thank you for listening to this therapeutic rant and I will talk to you next week when I hopefully review something better. Honestly, I definitely will be reviewing something better because this is as low as the bar can get. Bye.